Hello and welcome back to Donkey's Garage for episode 19, in which we're speaking about Zandvoort, the Dutch Grand Prix. So, needless to mention that it is a very special Grand Prix for the Dutch driver, where he was driving at home, whilst the home crowd was looking at him. It was really important to win, both from the point of view of the fans, but also in order to make a statement um, in, with regards to the championship and particularly vis-a-vis -vis Ferrari. And why is that? Well, usually home Grand Prix are usually regarded as a very special, as a very tense place for the drivers because they want to make a statement in that they're winning at home. And if it came to happened that a rival team or a rival driver wins where you are meant to win, that will, will have a special effect in the, in the mind and in the, in the overall uh, feeling of, of, of the weekend. And so uh, Max Verstappen came at home. Um, they started the weekend, the Red Bull team started the weekend a bit um, weak. They had some issues in free practice and so they didn't have quite enough um, data presumably to build a strong weekend, um, though that really didn't matter. In the end, they were able to pick up those those gaps and and or through the simulator um, at home um, using the development driver and coming up with a very strong setup. And it turned out that the Red Bull um, cars were miles ahead of the Ferraris, the Mercedes, any of any other car. It was so strong that. Um, in qualifying, we saw in Q3 the Max Verstappen was almost on rails. He didn't didn't even shake. He had no issue whatsoever. One um, lap time was enough to set his his um, time. Didn't only need one attempt. And um, behind, uh, there was a bit of expectation. The Ferraris came second, which was prelude that they might be close enough to, to put up a fight but we saw that they were almost half a second behind so at least it did look that from the beginning that it was going to be really hard for Red Bull or even Mercedes to uh, give any trouble to this team um, and eventually as the race started uh, Max Verstappen had an amazing uh, go off the line he just um, completely went away Leclerc had a very good start too, but not quite good enough. Um, he tried to the inside of Max Verstappen, but Max just jumped ahead and, and closed, the, closed the, the, the gap that was opening. And so um, the first corner was really Max already in first place, Charles Leclerc in second. And then um, came uh, Sainz and Lewis that were behind and they were actually in a very uh, heated battle because they were trying to, to come uh, to battle for the third place. Uh, Sainz tried the slipstream of Charles Leclerc but then it turned out that Charles moved to the other side, to the left hand side of the, of the track to clear from uh, Verstappen's blocking. Uh, Sainz found his teammate ahead of him and then um, he had to lift just a bit uh, too much in this case and Lewis actually managed to come qu close enough. They actually touched wheel to wheel uh, where Lewis almost lost the, the front of the, the car 
uh, touch him with Sainz. Um, he was able to pick up the car and continue the race. It would have been tremendously bad to to have to DNF in a row for the uh, English driver. And then from, from there onwards, it was truly a very monotonous race in that at the front, there wasn't much going on. Um, Charles Leclerc and um, Sainz were supposed to, to hold positions more or less with Lewis uh, very, very close to, to Sainz through the first laps. And so had everything gone according to plan, there was, there was really a strong case for uh, Red Bull to keep first place and then the Ferraris to follow second, third in, 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 behind and then Mercedes have a battle with Ferrari for, for third place. But that was really not the case as his strategy again played a major role. Uh, Ferrari, well, they just uh, don't know what they did, but they just were, weren't good enough. Uh, first of all, they had a horrible pit stop with Carlos Sainz, a 12-second pit stop that really put him back uh, and threw him off to 12th place. So he had to come back to, to on, on, on track and then literally fight his way through um, the slower cars, which was time he lost essentially in fighting for, for the third place. And so um, Leclerc was there. They were presumably having more degradation than expected. But nevertheless, um, Charles came uh, to the pits. The, the, uh, the pit stop was decent for, 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 for Charles. But uh, Lewis and, and Russell, then they found themselves in second position and third position, respectively. And they were just very, very... Um, in a strong place, they were really, really strong, and um, so was the fact that Russell was actually faster than Lewis, and so we essentially saw these two cars just pulling away from 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 the pack, and so Charles really was left behind uh, with a car that didn't have enough pace, uh, with the mediums that were struggling, and eventually um, Russell overtook um, Hamilton, and surprisingly. To me, they allowed this, the team, the Mercedes team allowed this, which I was really surprised to be honest. Uh, Lewis was furious about it. And that was pretty much how, how the, the, the race was going to, to unveil itself uh, with Mercedes that are coming up fast and, and quickly. They are becoming a more prominent team in that regard. They're fighting and they certainly are going to put up a fight, um, give a tougher time to Ferrari. And then Sergio Perez, of course, was there at the back. He seemed to be really struggling. He had a fairly unpleasant qualifying and then he was struggling all through the race. He finished P5, but he's fighting his way at the beginning with Russell at the start of the race. Um, that seemed to have put him in an odd position and then he was just at the back all the time. Um, he eventually finished P5, which was not good enough, especially in the track where Max was so dominant. You would expect the other Red Bull to be there. Although in, my, in his defense, I would say that um, the Red Bull case is always one that is really difficult to analyze because you always have one car which is always the one of Max Verstappen that is so far ahead and is so dominant and then you have the second car that is usually slacking that is behind. Um, and so you would think, okay, the drivers is not good, they, they just don't put uh, good drivers in, in the second seat and that is absolutely bollocks. Um, 
Um, why do I think that? Well, they've had um, Pierre Gasly, they've had Checo Perez, they have some. They have had some incredible drivers um, that they've been burnt. They've failed to qualify anywhere near the first uh, driver, that is Max Verstappen, and somehow they made them look like they are weak, that they are not good enough. But the case is they are very good, and when the car is tuned appropriately, they are good enough to fight against Max Verstappen. Um, so, Paris, something is going on. Um, I guess they don't want him to be too close in the championship to Max Verstappen and to avoid uh, Paris developing some 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 well some aspirations to the championship whatever that is, but the case is very strong. The, he's just at the back. A uh, very honourable mention to Fernando Alonso, the Alpine looked to be at the back. He was starting P13, and then he managed to to make his way through P6 at the end. Uh, good strategy, very good uh, pit stops by the team, and overall they did a really good job. He is just incredible. Uh, he was able to keep Landon Norris behind, who uh, he didn't have a good car, but we know that Landon Norris is a very strong driver. And Carlos, well, P8 at the end, which is quite quite sad to, to, to look at. Um, he, he took a five-second penalty, that's why he's P8. He should have finished uh, right um, behind, um, right ahead of... Um, of Paris, so in P5, but then he took that five-second penalty, which threw him off to P8. Um, honorable mention also to Lance Stroll for finish, finishing P10. Um, certainly something that should uh, well reassure Fernando Alonso. Maybe it shows that the Aston Martin is working in the right direction. We saw him that he was very interested by the Aston Martin in the pits in the in the paddock when the uh, race ended. So. He's certainly interested to see how his future car uh, develops and how it goes. Um, another thing to mention was uh, the incident with uh, Tsunoda, the Japanese driver. Uh, five, six laps to the end, he complained that there was something loose. He came into the pits. Um, then he came out of the pits. Everything was going good. And then, well, I mean, they, they released him thinking that everything was good. But then he had to stop the car in the main straight because there was a bit of a um, something wrong with the car. Uh, something was loose. They saw it on the data too. Um, that, to some of you who watched the race, will remember that Carlos Sainz was a bit uh, slack in his way to overtake uh, right at that point when he's, he, he should have seen that there was a car, that there was some yellow flags on the right-hand side of the track and he was overtaking at the same time. And um, yeah, that, that, was, that was dangerous. Uh, he took the five-second penalty for that. Um, failure on the team for not communicating on time that there was an incident with a car in the main straight right where the, there is a potential overtaking. Um, it could have been a very dangerous uh, accident had uh, Carlos Sainz um, hit the car that was stationary um, at, the, at the end of the straight. You come really fast. That is very, very dangerous. Mm, and there is really nothing else to say. D Daniel Ricciardo again at the very end.
that's very annoying that's very uh, sad to, to look at and then on the on the on another note the track is just amazing to look at with the banks uh, with the with the this very unique turns uh, with banking amazing to watch very very nice amazing crowd um, of course with the flares that they keep uh, using the orange flares it makes it really difficult to, to drive uh, Alonso was jokingly saying oh, I need my fog lights then that is how much um, the smoke that, that there is once these flares are are ignited and Overall, I was really happy with the with the race. A bit monotonous in that there was no big fighting as we as we've seen in the past. Very good racing, uh, very solid Max Verstappen. Um, and yeah, overall, I will plead my case for European tracks again. And actually, I would just wanted to say that. Uh, in, the, in the previous episode on, on the commenting the Spa race, the Belgian Grand Prix, I didn't mention who was the donkeys, um, who was the donkey of the race. I was going to award that to Lewis Hamilton for his incident with Alonso in the in, in the com uh, corners. And uh, had there been another award for failures vis-a-vis um, -vis with regards to teams, that was Ferrari. In this Grand Prix, there wasn't anyone who did a major, major um, mistake as a driver. I think overall they all behaved rather well. Uh, the only one that that we can hold accountable, perhaps, would be the Ferrari team again. But maybe it's becoming a bit, a bit, a bit repetitive overall to keep saying Ferrari, 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 they're not good enough. And... If we look at how the comments and how they are uh, approaching these these comments, uh, the Ferrari team, they seem to be quite upset that people keep pointing at Ferrari at the team as as the source of all of all ill um, of the team. And in some respect, I understand that Mattia Binotto is saying, "Well, you know, people are are asking far more than we can deliver," and there is always some truth in these comments in that there is such a such a such expectations that surround Ferrari that no one can conceive that Ferrari can can do can do bad bad races and bad years. And over the last four or five years it's all been disappointing news. They were not good enough and this year somehow they came very strong and everyone assumed that just like that they were going to be back in, 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 in the lead and that is certainly one very big truth in Formula 1 in that, in that you need to build winning teams, it doesn't happen overnight, um, it didn't happen with Mercedes, it didn't happen with Red Bull and it, didn't, it, and it will not happen with Ferrari so they need time to build up that momentum to, um, to create a winning team again, the, the, the understanding of how to manage, of how to to deal with a with a race, and I think they're getting there, but they're just not there yet. And we, we you might have read uh, Rosberg; he was really harsh on on the, on the team and saying everything needed to change inside the team. And Matteo Bernardo really disregarded those comments and say, "Well, I mean, he's no one to tell us what to do." 
uh, he's not inside of the team and he he's really has no say in, in, in Ferrari. And in some regard, I understand this and I actually applaud this decision. Because in the past, Ferrari was the team that panicked and made changes overnight. And especially in the era of uh, Dominicali, they kept changing engineers, they kept changing heads of unit, directors, and so on every uh, fortnight. And that created a sense of instability inside the team that you never knew who was in command. And Matteo Binotto seems to have t has taken this approach of building a strong foundation and being patient enough to upbring the team and allow each individual in the team to learn from his mistakes. And that patience, I think, in the long term is going to be a rewarding one, is going to be one that is going to pay you back, which is painful to watch now because you want, of course, results now. And, of course, you want to see the Ferrari flag um, flying up in Maranello. But the fact is that if you want to build a winning team for tomorrow, you need to take a step by step. And you certainly can't miss a single one of these steps. And building a winning team, it involves learning from one's mistakes. And in that regard, I think Matteo Binato is in the right path. So when we say they are not doing the right job, I think that should be changed to there's been mistakes, they need to acknowledge them, they need to understand what happened. And Scarlett Sainz keeps saying, we are learning from those mistakes because we are putting all the resources to fill the gap, whichever it may be. If there is issues on the pit stops, we are going to be working harder and harder to make sure we really um, eliminate that issue. And should there be issues on reliability, the same approach is to be taken. Study what happened, find the source and then tackle it and then bring solutions that are long term. So in that regard, there isn't some, there isn't that much that, that, that is wrong in the philosophy that Matteo Bidotti is looking for. I understand that especially in a, in a time where everyone wants to see results ipso facto, the, the way Mattia Binotto operates seems to be ineffective, but it might turn out to be the right way. And um, perhaps some have, uh, have, uh, have knowledge of, of Ross Brown, the former um, team principal of Ferrari, uh, race director, or Ferrari's uh, race director, back in the 90s, all the way to 2006, um, 2007, sorry, with um, with Shumi and then uh, uh, Kimi Raikkonen. And he, really his way of bringing the team to victory and perhaps the biggest, um, to, 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 the, to the glory that, that it's been living ever since, creating that, that huge, um, um, well, I mean, amount of uh, an insane amount of years of, of glory of of winnings and, and amassing every possible title they could they could get on their hands. That was a team that really built over time that really took time because if we think where Ferrari was in the 1990s and how it ended in 2005, it really took 15 years to slowly build 
that team. It took the driver, it took every single department in Ferrari to be rethought and then implemented. It really was a hard work. So, um, yeah, I was a bit long in, the, on, in making this point um, because I thought it was maybe a bit too unfair to be really harsh with Ferrari. Um, otherwise, for the drivers, as, as I said, there were no major, major donkeys. I read some comments uh, for in Alpha for AlphaTauri. People were really upset about uh, Yuki Tsunoda and have some racist comments. I didn't actually read them, but I mean things things like uh, that with, that happened with Yuki Tsunoda may happen. Um, and at the end of the day, of the day, like we saw, with the driver is really. Uh, the only one that can tell whether or not a, a car, something is wrong with the car. He felt it, he came in the pits, they told him everything is good, and then it turned out he was right, there was something wrong. So th that really proves that drivers are the key to, to, the, to, to the sports. They are, in the end, the only ones that are actually sitting inside the, 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 that, um, that little space. Um, it's almost like um, yeah, a seal on 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 tires so with that said um i really ha cannot award a donkey's garage in this in this occasion um other than i can only congratulate max verstappen for an amazing race i can only say alonso did a very good race and i can only say that ferrari were not good enough to win uh this race um and i think Overall, the championship is really uh, coming to to a very clear um, situation where Red Bull is going to win the uh, drivers' championship, and I am afraid that Max Verstappen is going to win the drivers' championship with any anywhere near any challenge whatsoever to his dominance. So, with that said, thank you very much for listening. Again, uh, I apologize for being a bit late on all my comments. Uh, on all my episodes uh, that is due to holidays of course and if anyone wants to leave any comments please do feel free there's a comments box um, just uh, attached to the episode if you want to leave any suggestions please do and of course thank you very much for everyone who has followed over the summer thank you very much for listening to this episode and I will come back to you in less than a week actually less than four days for the Monza uh, race in Italy. Thank you very much and have a good day.